0: Get your students back to school with the support they need with Read&Write software for the desktop, Google, or iPad. These proven software solutions help those with reading and writing difficulties, learning disabilities, or English language learners. Read&Write Gold text-to-speech software provides tools for reading, writing, studying, and research for students while they work within the common applications they use every day. Read&Write for Google provides support tools for Google Docs, PDFs, and EPUBs in Chrome on PCs, Macs, and Chromebooks to make Google Apps for Education accessible. And iReadWrite makes reading easier and ensures accurate writing as students use their iPad for school, work, or leisure. Learn how the Read&Write family of products can help your struggling student by visiting www.texthelp.com or call 1-888-248-0652. That's 1-888-248-0652. Get a free trial of Read&Write Gold or Read&Write for Google today. Have students with IEPs? Take advantage of the Read&Write Gold IEP Special.
1: Welcome to AT Tips Cast, where we examine myriad ways to increase learner variability.
2: I'm Mark Nichols, Special Education Supervisor for Assistive Technology with
1: Loudoun County Public Schools. And I'm Melissa Hartman, Special Ed Supervisor for Loudoun County Public Schools. We're your guest hosts for Episode 125, recorded on November 16th, 2013. Recently, we, along with Chris Bougay, the regular host of the AT Tips cast, authored two chapters for a book by Brooks Publishing called Technology Tools for Students with Autism.
2: One of our chapters outlines a professional development workout plan that educational institutions can use as a model for training educators working with students with autism, although we believe it would work for all populations of students as well.
1: The other chapter we wrote outlines a number of tools a student with autism would use throughout his or her day to meet educational goals. When we first got together to outline the chapter, we had a rather unique idea on how to approach the chapter. Yeah, we thought it might be
2: interesting and engaging for the reader if we wrote it as a story from a student's perspective. We ran the idea past the editors at Brooks Publishing,
1: and they said go for it. We created a fictional student named Mike and walked him through a typical day describing the tools he used and the tools he saw his classmates using. Once we finished it, we submitted it to Brooks, who put it in with the other chapters written by all the
2: other authors. Unfortunately, in context, the chapter just didn't flow right with the rest of the book. It was too divergent.
1: We went back to the drawing board and rewrote the chapter using a more traditional, essay-style approach. That new version of the chapter is what appears in the book, Technology Tools for Students with Autism. You can
2: learn more about the book and order it at http backslash tech tools for students with autism. That's the numeral four. And if that's too long for you, don't worry. Chris will have it linked over on the ATtipscast.com as well.
1: We still believe the original chapter has its merits, and we didn't want all of our work on the chapter to go to waste.
2: So Chris approached Brooks Publishing to see if he could release it on the ATtipscast. They responded that they were excited about the idea and told him to go for it.
1: Chris recorded the chapter, but since we were recounting an entire day, the recording turned out to be too long. He broke it up into two episodes. Episode number 125, this episode, follows Mike from his time on the bus to school, completing his morning work, participating at the writing station, going to art, and then transitioning to lunch. We hope you find these
2: tools and strategies useful. Enjoy, have have fun, fun, and and happy listening. listening.
0: A Day in the Life of Mike, Assistive Technology Tools to Support Access, by Christopher Bouguet, Mark Nichols, and Melissa Hartman. Introduction To illustrate the vast array of supports in assistive technology available to assist students with autism spectrum disorders, or ASD, in accessing the curriculum, we will follow Mike, a fifth grader with ASD, throughout his school day. We will describe his day and the tools he and his classmates utilize to access and respond to information. From Bus to School When Mike stepped on the bus, he saw the driver pointing to a picture. The picture was one of many that were strung around the driver's neck on a lanyard. The bus driver tapped the symbol of a boy sitting on a seat. Mike looked at the driver and said, Hello, just like it's said to do in his social situation story. The bus driver replied, Good morning, Michael, and Mike took his seat. Mike pulled out his handheld device and turned it on. He pressed the button and located his personalized story. He swiped his finger across the device to turn the pages as he reviewed the images on the screen. Each page had a picture of Mike during different parts of his day. The pictures were sequenced, showing him eating breakfast, brushing his teeth, getting dressed, climbing on the bus, and arriving at school. His earphones allowed him to listen to the morning routine social situation story, but today he chose not to use them. Today, he just wanted to look at the pictures and read the sentences underneath. Sometimes on the way to school, he used his device to listen to soft music. He preferred the music to the disquieting ambient sounds like the roar of the bus engine, the chatter of other students, and the whoosh of the open doors. Today, however, Mike chose to just wear the earphones without any music as he flipped through his story. When the bus pulled up to the school, Mike saw the bus driver pointing to a picture of someone going out of a door. Because his bus driver did this every morning, Mike knew this meant it was time to get off the bus. He put his device away and stood in line behind the other students. As he climbed down the steps, he saw the classroom assistant, Miss Ann, waiting for him near the door to the school. Like many of the adults who know and work with Mike, she wore a lanyard similar to the one the bus driver wore. Mike said, hello, just as it was described in his story. Miss Ann gave him a Spider-Man sticker to add to the gold chart on his agenda. Mike was excited to earn his first sticker of the day. He knew he only needed nine more before he could choose something fun to do from the picture list in his homeroom. Mike remembered last year, when he only needed five stickers to earn a prize. He knew some of his classmates only needed to earn five stickers this year, too, but he also knew that other classmates had to earn 15 stickers to pick a prize. Depending upon their IEPs and or behavior goals, the other students in Mike's class earned various numbers of stickers or other reinforcers throughout the day. As Mike waited with Miss Ann outside for other students to arrive, he reviewed his story on his device again. Chris and Melinda arrived together on the same bus. Melinda used a device to help her talk. It was similar to Mike's, only a little larger and in a protective pink case. Miss Ann showed Mike a picture to remind him to say hello to his friends. Mike said, hello. Miss Ann showed the same picture to Chris and Melinda, who took turns saying hello. Chris said, howdy. And Melinda used her device to say, good morning. Once they were all together, everyone turned and headed into the building. On the way in, the group passed the principal. Mike remembered that in his story, it showed a picture of him greeting adults he knew in the hallway. Mike said hello to her without a prompt from Miss Anne. Miss Anne gave Mike another Spider-Man sticker as they headed into the classroom. morning routine when mike entered his classroom he saw some of his other friends were already busy at work in their offices he headed to his own office to begin his own work the classroom assistant pointed to mike's schedule which hung in his personal office space the schedule had a picture of a boy hanging up his backpack mike found his name in the coat room and he hung up his coat and backpack he took out his notebook and agenda and returned to his office Mike put his notebook in the box on the right side of his office where the sign read OUTBOX. He picked up a paper from the box on the left side of his office labeled INBOX. It was a sheet of graph paper containing math problems. Mike began to do the math problems using a very thick pencil. The thicker pencil was easier for him to hold than thinner pencils. The graph paper helped Mike keep the numbers in line. He tried to make the numbers fit within the boxes on the graph paper. Before Mike finished the first problem, his teacher... Miss Hart, came over to say good morning. They greeted each other, and she picked up the notebook from the outbox. She read the note from Mike and his mother. The night before, Mike had filled out the note by circling pictures with his mother. The pictures told the teacher what he did at home that night. Miss Hart asked him to read the note aloud. Mike pointed to each word as he read. She gave him another sticker, and Mike put it on his chart in his agenda. Miss Hart pointed to the timer counting down on the interactive whiteboard and drew a line on his math paper she instructed him to try to complete all the math problems above the line. Mike finished all six problems above the line before the timer went off and put his completed work in the out box. Miss Dan came over and pointed to the visual schedule. Mike pulled off the visual for morning work and placed it in the finished envelope. The next picture on the schedule indicated morning announcements. Mike moved to his desk in the center of the room to face the interactive whiteboard. He knew the announcements were about to begin. Kimberly, a friend Mike knew from his other classroom, appeared on the screen and led the Pledge of Allegiance for the school. Writing Station The teacher called students one at a time up to the board after the announcements were over. Pictures of every person in the class were on the interactive whiteboard. One by one, she told each student where to go by showing them a picture of a station. Each student took a turn finding his or her own picture on the board and then dragging it to a picture of the correct station. Antonio moved his picture to the sensory area on the board and then went to the sensory station in the classroom. Chris put his picture in the reading area on the board and then went to the reading station in the classroom. The teacher instructed Melinda to go to the listening station, where she put on headphones connected to a handheld device that contained a story recorded by the teacher. The teacher told Mike to go to the writing station. He dragged his picture across the board to place it in the writing station. Miss Ann showed Mike pictures of writing tools, a picture of a thick pencil, a portable word processor, a laptop computer, a tablet computer with wireless keyboard, and a desktop computer. She asked Mike to make a choice. He chose the laptop because he preferred writing in his office where there were fewer distractions. Mike also preferred using the laptop because the trackpad was easier for him to move around than a standard mouse. Mike took the laptop to his office and waited for it to boot up. He took a drink from the water bottle on his desk. This helped him wait patiently for the laptop to wake up. Mike then navigated to the program where he did his writing. Miss Ann came by and showed him the picture of help to ask if he needed assistance. He told her no and opened a template that showed five boxes with pictures in them on the screen. Mike knew he must put a sentence in each of these five boxes. One picture was of a pair of eyes, and it had the sentence, What does it look like under it? Each box had a picture in it asking a different question. Miss Hart came by and placed a picture of a volcano on the wall of Mike's office. She told him to describe the volcano in the picture. She gave him a sheet of paper with words he should use in his sentences. Some of these words were from his spelling list, like blow, flow, and the bonus word, no. Other words were science words, like environment and lava. The number five was written in the top right corner of the paper. This indicated the smallest number of words allowed in a sentence. Miss Hart opened her notebook to Mike's section. It contained a card that read, Goal, write sentences with five or more words. That card was next to a card that read, Goal. Use more words in sentences than speaking. Miss Hart pointed to the first word in the first goal, and they began reading the goals together. Miss Hart showed Mike the remaining time on the countdown clock on the whiteboard. She provided reinforcement to Mike by stating that he had plenty of time to finish the assignment. Using the microphone built into the computer, Mike recorded his first sentence. He looked at the pictures in each of the boxes to prompt him to think about what to say. The first sentence he recorded was, The volcano is going to blow. One by one, he recorded the next four sentences in the paragraph, describing, in turn, what the volcano in the picture looked like, where it could be found, and what happened when it erupted. He crossed off the words on his list after he recorded each sentence. When he was done recording, he listened to the first sentence again. Then he typed what he had recorded. He typed each sentence this way, listening and then typing. If he didn't know how to spell a word, he tried his best by sounding it out. The function of automatically spell-checking the document as it was typed was turned off because the red lines tended to distract him. Miss Ann came over again and asked if he needed help. He told her he didn't, but she remained by his side for a bit to offer assistance. When he was done writing, he copied each sentence and pasted it into a different program. When he had finished, he spell-checked the entire paragraph and pressed the play button to have the paragraph read back to him. Each word was highlighted in yellow as it was read aloud by the computer. He followed along and listened for mistakes, but did not hear any. He saved his work and dragged the file into the teacher's turn-in folder on the computer for the teacher to review later. Mike knew that once he had a final copy, he would be asked to save it to the classroom website for other people to see. Mike and his dad liked to look at what he wrote together at home. The countdown timer buzzed on the board, indicating it was time for Mike to rotate to the next station. Art. Art. Mike's favorite station within Miss Hart's classroom was Art. The computer at the art station allowed Mike to express his vividly artistic imagination, and because Miss Hart had attached a trackball to the PC, Mike was able to use the computer with ease. Additionally, Mike liked using the tool because he could leave his arm and hand in one position while moving the cursor by gently gliding his finger across the ball. A few days ago, Miss Hart assigned the students a project about natural disasters, the class theme for the month students were given a variety of possible art projects tailored to match each student's individual creativity. Students had the choice of 1. Photographing geometric shapes in the school that resembled volcanoes. 2. Making a volcano out of paper mache and painting on lava. 3. Designing a seismograph out of styrofoam. 4. Creating a t-shirt and logo for the school's volcanologist team. 5. Designing Emergency Preparedness Posters in the Event of a Volcanic Eruption, or 6. Drawing a Volcanic Comic Story. Given Mike's love for cars and comic books, he chose to create a comic book about the intergalactic adventure of a space car named Gaboon that travels the universe and transforms into a giant snake to fight the evil flying iPads of planet Shelby. Mike added giant volcanoes to the surface of Shelby and gave Gaboon a special heat-resistant shield to explore the inside of them. Miss Hart was aware that Mike had demonstrated difficulty in the past when trying to use a writing instrument to draw. She had introduced him to a software program which allowed him to create the comic book using the trackball and left mouse button. He used these tools to draw and color the scenes. Mike used the stamp and image background features to add the final details. Mike thought it was fun to add personalized pictures, photos, sounds, dialogue boxes, and voices to his scenes. Miss Ann chuckled as she walked by the computer and saw Mike's car heading into the volcano. Mike looked at her, confused by the reason for her smile. Miss Anne explained to Mike that she liked how he always found a way to embed cars into his assignments. Once Mike finished the scenes, he saved his work by adding it to his ongoing comic strip. Mike couldn't wait to finish the comic strip so he could submit his artwork to Miss Hart for approval. Once she checked it over, he could publish it to the class gallery. Because Miss Hart could tell that Mike was anxious to share his progress with his family, she suggested that he use his personal, handheld device and take a picture of the computer screen to share the first scene of The Adventures of Gaboon with his family. Not everyone in the class was working to design a comic book. Melinda used the class tablet to work within a specialized drawing application to color a pre-designed picture of butterflies. Ms. Hart wanted her to use the coloring book feature within the app to illustrate a journal entry Melinda had written during the previous week. The journal entry described a journey of two wildly colored butterflies who were trying to escape from an underground volcano that was about to explode she used a computer program that provided a template of visual buttons to help compose her sentences. Miss Hart had designed the template from key vocabulary words and then organized the template so that Melinda could search for the word needed, knowing that all words had to be used at least once. Melinda illustrated the visual scene that depicted her butterfly journey through the use of a pink paintbrush, a yellow-colored pencil, a green crayon, an orange marker, and a blue star stamp within the application. After she finished, Miss Hart helped Melinda use the app to share the image on the Class Microblog. Together, they emailed the image to her father. Chris loved photography and always chose projects that allowed him to express himself through pictures. He often talked about aspirations to be a photojournalist and rarely forgot to bring his pocket digital camera wherever he went. Chris photographed over 15 objects around the school that resembled volcanoes, including a device in the kitchen that looked similar in shape to a cinder cone volcano. After he captured all the images, Chris explained to Miss Ann that the computers did not have sufficient editing capabilities to complete his project. Since the software needed wasn't available on the school PCs, Miss Ann provided a portable USB jump drive to Chris and he was able to run the programs needed to edit his pictures directly from the drive. Within minutes, Chris cropped and converted all of his images and began to upload them within the district's content management system, the school website. Chris completed the final details of his project during the class. Lunch. The lunchroom was very loud compared to the other rooms in the school. Sometimes, Mike chose to wear his earphones during lunch to help block out some of the background noise. Today, Mike decided that the noise level wasn't too bad, and he chose not to wear them after sitting down at the table with Antonio. Both Mike and Antonio had packed their lunches today. Chris and Melinda stood in line with Miss Ann to buy lunch. Kimberly, who was also standing in line, waved to Mike. He waved back, just like it said to do in his story. Miss Ann noticed and gave him another sticker. Mike was excited to see that he had collected a lot of stickers before lunch once everyone was at the lunch table. The speech pathologist, Miss Lionel, came over and sat down next to Kimberly. Miss Anne asked everyone what they had for lunch today. Miss Lionel showed a sentence strip with some visuals on it to Kimberly. Miss Lionel pointed to each symbol and read the words, "I have a Kimberly looked at each of the symbols and said, "I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich." The speech pathologist showed Antonio the symbols, pointing to each word. Antonio said, I have a ham sandwich. When Miss Lionel turned to Mike and pointed to each word, he said, I have a pizza. The speech pathologist drew six circles on the back of the sentence strip. She pointed to each circle as she said each word in the phrase I have a piece of pizza. She emphasized piece of with her voice. Mike repeated the sentence. I have a piece of pizza. Miss Lionel asked if she could have a bite and leaned in to take one. Mike pulled the piece of pizza away and said, no, it's mine. She smiled and asked if she could have a sip of his orange juice. Mike was not drinking orange juice and said, no, I have apple juice. She replied, oh, my mistake. Can I have some apple juice? As she leaned in to take a drink. Mike pulled the drink box away and said, No, it's mine. Miss Anne laughed and showed him a picture of a boy laughing from the symbols on her lanyard. She said, I'm just joking, ha ha. Mike knew she was not serious because she pretended to want his drink and to eat his food every time she came to lunch. When Chris and Melinda joined everyone at the table, Miss Lionel asked them the same questions and showed them the same sentence strip. Then she showed Melinda where to find the pictures on her device. Miss Lionel had a device of her own. It was like the device Mike used to review his story, only a little bigger. Sometimes, she allowed Mike to use it to play games. He enjoyed the applications on the device where he had to drag objects from place to place, match two objects that went together, or watch short videos about what to say in certain situations. Today, she used the device to make notes on the students' interactions and progress. When lunch was over, Miss Lionel showed everyone a symbol of a boy cleaning up, followed by a symbol of a trash can. The students cleaned up their areas and threw away their garbage. Miss Lionel took turns saying goodbye to each student while visually showing a symbol for goodbye. Mike said goodbye to her and she walked out of the cafeteria. The students followed her out and headed back to the classroom.